You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. everybody and welcome to the paranormal portal podcast i'm your host brent thomas thank you all for being here with us uh, it's a great pleasure to be providing you some podcast entertainment if you've got a story of your own that you'd like to share on the show i'd love to hear from you just email me at paranormalportalradio at gmail.com and uh definitely we'll be getting in touch and uh get you on the show yourself so you know, love to hear those uh first-hand experiences from all you out there that have had experiences so uh, we got a great show lined up for you guys today. I uh, got a gentleman named Charles coming uh, from Texas, and he's had some incredible uh, wide variety of paranormal experiences, and we're going to get him on here and, and have him share uh, his journey with us. So hang on, everybody, because we're going in. Welcome to the show, Charles. How you doing, brother? Doing great, Brian. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. And thank you so much for working with me to get this all ironed out and getting you on the show. Um, it's just you some bet. extraordinary stuff you've experienced, huh? I guess. It's uh, pretty bizarre, <laughs> man. It really is. Um, in the, the, the variety of things you've experienced, I think, is really incredible, too. But uh, um, probably... Mm-hmm. The best place to start on any of these is, of course, where it all began. Can you walk us through how this all started for you? Yes, sir. Uh, okay, in 1990, me and my wife, or my then-girlfriend, she's my wife now, Tammy, mm-hmm. uh, moved to Colorado. And uh, we'd lived there about three or four months. And uh, my wife had a job at a restaurant in Platteville, Colorado there during this time and uh, I went to pick her up one night about 10 
I'd say it's about 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get to Platteville and I pick her up. We're coming back home on US 85 uh, towards Longmont. We're driving towards Longmont, Colorado. It was a blacktop road then, and uh, we, we, well, we came around a bend. There was a line of trees on the right side of the road, and there was nothing really on the other side of the road except a few bushes. And uh, as we're coming around this bend, I see a, I just see a large owl sitting mm-hmm. on a tree limb, I'd say about 40 feet high. Okay. And he hops off the limb and just glides across the road and goes to the left of the car and behind. And uh, I didn't think twice about it. I really didn't. And uh, so we're, we're going along, and we come to a big hill. It's a big dip, and then it goes up a big hill. And I don't remember any of this, which is the crazy part. Okay. My wife, yeah, I don't understand it. My wife says a this giant owl was standing in the road and it stopped our car. Wow. So yeah. Like by giant so, by giant what does giant mean? Well, you know, around four feet tall. Wow, that's huge. And and standing. Standing oh. there, you know. Mm-hmm. But this is what she said. Obviously I don't remember this part. Okay. For some reason, which I can't explain. Maybe I blocked it out due to fear. But mm-hmm. She says, uh, I was complaining. <laughs> We'd run a steep hill, and I had a, was driving a standard, a Ford Escort uh-huh. at the time, and I was. she said I was having trouble keeping it on this steep incline. Mm-hmm. But I don't remember much about it. And uh, then uh, she says the thing flew, after a couple of minutes, the thing flew up in the air and went and landed on the side of the road by an old building of some sort. And there was a street light there, so she could see the thing standing there, illuminated by the street light, which was really out in the middle of nowhere. I don't know. I don't know what the building was, or anything. I don't even know much about the, anything on that road. But uh-huh. uh, anyway, we talked about it a little bit, I guess. She says, and I, I could only remember the <laughs> seeing it jump up the branch and flying around. So I. I was kind of confused at what, you know, what she was telling me. I never had anything like this happen to me before. And, uh, and her either. Yeah, that's certainly an unusual experience for sure. (laughs) (laughs) No kidding, man. So, uh, we go home and honestly, we didn't talk about it that much. Okay. uh, Because I really didn't remember that much about any of it, but she did, but. Okay, moved to uh, October 1998. Hey, hold on a second though. Um, if you don't mind, I'd, I'd like to, I, yes, I'd sir. like to just point out, you know, that a common a common claim in in potential abduction scenarios is that people claim they see owls. Um, have you thought I know. of? Okay, so you are it's familiar scary. with that. Okay, and the fact that you have some missing time there as well is really uh, pretty suspect, I would say. <laughs> I know, man. I, it bothers me to this yeah. day. I, I don't know what happened. Right. You know? Yeah, so that's unexplainable to me. What happened in 1990, I'd say it was about 
it's strange because it was close to October, or it might have been early October then, too. I'm not sure, but because it was 30 years ago. Okay. Then. In 1998, we were getting ready to move away from Colorado. Sorry to step eight years into <laughs> the future, but... No, it's fine. Wherever the story takes us, brother. <laughs> yeah, that's where the story's going. All right. And uh, so one night in early October... And, uh, you know, we're about to move back to Texas in about three weeks. And it's early October. She's working at a restaurant called The Summit Restaurant. And it's on the way out of Loveland, Colorado, on U.S. Route 34, which is also called the Trail Ridge Road, which leads into the Roosevelt Forest and the big Thompson River Canyon, Mm -hmm. which, you know, this goes up to the Stanley Hotel and oh. uh, Estes Park, which sure. is not very far from this area. Wow. <laughs> there's other strange things about this area. The Devil's Backbone. Okay. And, uh, there's Indians, you know, performing uh, Native American dances and okay. wow. and other things in this area. We could see this within a mile of our house, you know, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> just to, you know kind of tell you what this area is like it was a little strange anyway sure yeah so i'll tell you some more in a little bit about the house but uh i so it's about eight o'clock at night i think it was a thursday night at the beginning of october i leave the house and i go to pick her up i pull in i turn the car off and sit there and then she comes out and gets in the car we pull out of the parking lot onto the highway, which was a four-lane highway with a dividing lane in the middle. And the, the two lanes would merge into one very soon after we got on this highway. But we didn't even make it to the merge because a giant, I mean, to me it was giant looking. I haven't seen a bird this big before. I didn't, couldn't even tell it was a bird. It was just a fluttering giant white thing coming down. I didn't know what it was. Okay. I was shocked, to be honest. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> so the thing lands right in the road, in my lane, and I'd say I'm like 50 yards from hitting it, and I had to slam the brakes on. I weighed about 200 pounds, and I had to put everything into the brakes. Mm-hmm. I stopped right on the thing, man. I mean, the car was, I might have been touching it. Oh. <laughs> That's how close I came to running this thing over. Some people probably would have run it over, right? Yeah, well, for, <laughs> there's all kinds of, uh, there's a huge barometer of driving skill out there. So, yeah, <laughs> some yeah. people might not I'm have worked kind of as an, well. I'm, yeah, really. I'm kind of an animal guy, though, you know. Sure, so, yeah. I, I didn't, this is, to me, I'm seeing something unbelievable, you know, and I didn't want to kill it. Right. I didn't know what the hell it was, you know, mm-hmm. to be honest. So I stop. I'm sitting there looking at it. My wife's sitting beside me. We're both looking at this thing, and we're in a, 80, I'd say we were in an 88 or 89 Cutlass Sierra, and the head and the shoulders of this thing are well over the front of the car, man, and it's sitting there staring me right in the eyes. Again? With huh? eyes eyes bigger than silver dollars. And did it look like an owl again? It looked like an owl, man. It looked like a snow owl, like a giant snow owl, white. Mm-hmm. I would say almost pure white. It was beautiful, and it had... You know, just little tiny black speck eye, you know, lines around the eyes and mm-hmm. a little bit on the sides of the face. Mm-hmm. It's been 22 years, so 
Yeah. That's my best recollection. Uh, the so eyes were, you've were golden yellow with a black iris. And you've experienced this twice. You've, you've, you've been through this experience twice now. Well, the thing is, I, you see, my wife has. I don't. I only remember seeing this owl jump off a limb and fly and glide uh-huh. around the car and go. And I didn't remember the rest of it. Right. This has been blocked blocked out for some reason. But she she's she knows you were present for both of them, right? So you two both. Yes, sir. Yeah, and and God, that is just so bizarre. It is bizarre, man. Oh. So I'm sitting there. You know, I'm five eleven. I weighed about. It. 10 at the time mm-hmm. and I wouldn't get out of the car man I'm just sitting there looking at this thing scared <laughs> to be honest I'm not getting out yeah I don't blame <laughs> you I wouldn't so I'm sitting there looking at it and, and not a single car this is a I mean it's a fairly busy highway and there's not a single car going either way while we're sitting there with this thing in the road and this no is, cars came by what time of day was this again this is, this is before dusk. It was about eight o'clock at night, and it was still there was still some sun shining, man. I mean, you could see everything clearly. Wow. So that's amazing. Uh, wow. Yeah. Hmm. So I'm sitting there, very nervous, and I'm. I can't even tell you what was going through my mind. I mean, I was just confused. You know, it was so strange, and. Uh, Hey, nobody, no one tells you that there's anything like this alive, you know, if it was a real creature, a <laughs> real living creature, not something else. Yeah, I missed that memo too, so I'm with you there. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, I'm sorry, I branched off a little bit. No, no, no. I start honking the horn. I honk, I go, uh, 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 you know, I'm honking it like that, mm-hmm. like a second intervals, you know, I'm trying to get this thing to get it to leave, you know, so. Right. So it doesn't get honestly destroyed in the highway. It's you know I'm thinking this is some rare creature nobody knows about or something. So sure. But the thing it takes off in a flurry, flies straight up, and then it moves to the uh, it crosses three lane the you know the dividing lane and the two far lanes. It flies all the way to the side of the road and it lands beside a garbage can. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we're st- I haven't taken off. I'm, we're still just sitting there in the road looking at this thing by the garbage can across the other lanes. As soon as it landed by the garbage can, you can see this car the, in the distance start coming our direction from the you know opposite direction, okay. coming our way. They mm-hmm. drive right by and go on. They don't see it. Wow. I guess they didn't see it. And uh, still <laughs> no other cars. So we go home, and we're just you know marveling at this yeah and uh, strangely my wife has some kind of aversion to wanting to talk about this oh. she didn't really want to talk about it brent okay which is strange you know why wouldn't she want to talk about seeing a giant owl that we just landed in the highway in front of us you know right did, do you think so, it's possible she had go ahead did you think it's possible she had a different experience than you did <laughs> Yes, I'm afraid she might have. Okay. I'm not sure what it, I, you know, I don't know what happened, man, because I don't remember anything but just sitting there in the car. Right. So, hmm. but the other time I obviously lost, something either made me not remember or, yeah, I don't know. I've never had anything like that happen to me. Sure. I've never been knocked out or, you know, or anything like that mm-hmm. where I wouldn't remember something. It's never happened as far as I know. 
That's insane. Wow. And I don't mean insane in a, in a dis disparaging way. I mean, it's just crazy, you know? It's like, wow. There's some things you just are never prepared for, you know? And, and usually the paranormal is pretty much all of it. But, uh, you know, to having two, two separate accounts of seeing these giant owl birds, I, I think is, is got to be uh, a, a symptom of something else. In other, in other words, uh, that you perhaps had a, a whole different experience, but that's the way your mind remembers it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. It's very troubling. Uh, I've often wondered if it was some sort of alien abduction or something. I don't right. know. I have no idea. Yeah. No. That I, would be very scary, you know. It would be. It would be also kind of, you know, it's one of those things, too, that, of course, a lot of people do the regression in order to, you know, find out what happened. But once you find out, you can't unknow that. So you got to kind of be sure that you really want to know because once you got that truth, you've got to live with it. I know. So, and, the, and the other thing that's very troubling is that maybe somebody's doing something to my wife. Yeah, well, sure, yeah. That's, that's a very upsetting part of it too, you know. Absolutely. Wow. I'm not worried about myself as much as I would be. I'm worried about her, you know. And is that still the so, case that she still doesn't like to talk about it, or was it just that night? You know, she'll talk about it, but okay. she, I can see she doesn't really enjoy talking about it. Yeah. Hmm. So maybe she had some sort of negative experience. That she, I don't know, man. Maybe yeah. there's something. She has an aversion to talking about it. Yeah. A lot, you know. We we really don't talk about it much, man. And I don't tell anybody about it either because, frankly, uh, a few of my friends that I did tell a long time ago just look at me in disbelief, you know. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. And I don't blame them. Right. I don't blame them, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's like most people aren't geared to handle this kind of stuff because, you know, it's not it's not a common experience, obviously. But, I mean, it's just, it also, in order to discuss these things, you have to entertain the idea that there's a hell of a lot more going on in this whole picture. Yeah. Wow. Uh, hope I was living right, man. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, everybody. I think it's time we got to take a break, so don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. Hey guys, Brent Thomas here of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. We just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the Paranormal Portal store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, stickers, mugs, you name it, you might find it over there. So head on over to teespring.com slash stores slash paranormal dash portal and you too can help fund the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do and thank you for being a part of our Paranormal Portal family. everybody and we're back 
and we're back at it here on the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Buckle up, we're going in. But uh, let me, here's, here's something strange that in talking to you, I kind of realized that this, this little thing happened in this house like right before the, al- the first owl event. Oh, okay. Me and her were living in a two-story house in uh, in Lublin, no, in Longmont, Colorado. The house is ten one thirty steel mm. in Longmont, and, I, and it's on a corner, and it's probably still there. Okay. But right before the first owl experience, but but I didn't really notice anything strange about it. She's the one that remembers it all, but. I was sleep. We were in a, you know, we had a two-story house there. It's a two-story house. We were renting, and I was sleeping downstairs in the basement because I have music equipment, guitars. I play down there, and I listen to music. I had a large record collection down there. Mm-hmm. What it was is it was a two-story house, but they, you know, finished out a, a basement into a, you know, one giant room of living quarters, a nice big giant room, and then there was a hallway. They went to another giant, pretty large room. Okay. Way larger than a, than a regular room. Very large. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was a washroom attached to this room. You know, it wasn't long before that first encounter that I was, I slept in that room. And I'd just gone to sleep and something punched me in the shoulder. Oh, jeez. And uh, woke me up. I'm scared. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. And uh, I, as soon as I raise up and look, I see this black, long, thin, strange-looking mask coming right down the hall. Oh, God. And the thing is hugging. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I'm just like, oh, God, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's coming down the, the it's coming down the hall, but it's hugging the right side of the wall as I'm looking at it on its right coming towards me mm-hmm. tugging it's right side of the wall i mean it's right on the wall like it's sliding down the, the wall it's really weird and it slides it comes all the way down and it hits the corner and it immediately turns right with the corner like it was stuck to the wall oh and it yeah which is bizarre mm-hmm. you're right and it just goes down the wall to the end of the wall and to the corner and there was a tiny closet there and it went into that tiny closet <laughs> I didn't see anything else. Oh God! Yeah, that's 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 hard. That's terrifying. I mean, I can't imagine what that would yeah. be like to be watching that happen. Man, I was so scared. I was probably about twenty-one, mm-hmm. maybe twenty-two then, and a grown man. I was so scared. I pulled the covers up over my head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you. I, you know, it's 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 funny on the like outside. A coward. It's funny on the outside looking looking at that, but honest to God, in those moments, how do you deal with that? You know, that's the great big question. I mean, you can't even understand what it is you're seeing. So, I, you know, again, I don't blame you. Right. Mm. So, check this out. I go, I finally, I'm scared to death. I finally go back to sleep. Wham, it punches me again. Oh. I guess. I felt it. Did and it woke me up again. I was getting upset there. And, Did- uh. Did you see it? I never stayed in there again. I've never stayed in that room again. I <laughs> I still would go in there and practice and my guitars and things and play music and stuff and mm-hmm. hang out during the day, but I wouldn't ever sleep in there again. Did you? And we moved out of that house within a few months. 
Oh, I don't blame you there. Um, did you see it after you were hit the second time or just the one time? No, sir. I didn't see it again. Okay. I only saw it after it hit me. I woke up, I raised up, and I see it coming. Mm. And that, you know, and exactly what I just said happened, happened, and then that was it. I didn't see it again. Okay. But it punched me again. <laughs> <laughs> so this house has definitely got something wrong with it or something. I don't know. But sure. it's, uh, I'm going to tell you something, Brent. Colorado is kind of strange because the next house we moved into, Weird things happened there, too. Oh, the first house we moved into in 90, everything was fine. No problems at all. Nothing weird happened. Okay. The second house, that happened. So we moved into a third house. And there's, there's some bizarre stuff, man. I I, I don't think, I'm not sure anyone, anyone would even believe me. Anyone would believe me. You know what I mean? Well, I hear you, but, uh, you know, I mean, if you think about it, anything, any of the things we discuss on the, on the portal, it, it's hard for anybody on the outside to believe, but it's not about that. It's about yeah. sharing, sharing your experiences and, you know, I mean, this is your opportunity. So if you choose to share it, I'd love yeah. to hear it. But if you, if you rather not, that's I'm going to tell you. Okay. I want to say one other thing too, man. My dad was a physicist, but he was a minister as well. And he, he pretty, he raised us in the church. Okay. So, <laughs> I'm not known to be, you know, going around making up stuff either. So. Right. Okay. But I don't go around saying much either about right. anything. So. Yeah. I, I kept this in for probably 20, you know, 15, 20 years, man. Yeah. Uh, That's a long spell. Okay. So to the next house, uh, you know, we lived there a long while for years and, uh, a Japanese, strangely enough, a Japanese family owned this house, and they weren't there. They didn't live there, though. Okay. They weren't there. It was kind of just, it was just us living on the top floor of this giant two-story house. Oh, okay. And, uh, the, <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to say anything strange about anybody, but, but the, their daughter was a college student, and she, uh, came and stayed there while we were there for a little bit and she she stole our cat <laughs> she stole your cat oh my god i wouldn't i wouldn't say she stole it unless i knew but we went down there and our cat was in her house those glass <laughs> doors down at the bottom of a walkway when you went downstairs at the back of the house uh -huh. you can see the glass doors to the the bot the other house on the bottom the bottom half of the house right and we seen our cat in there trying to get out oh, and the next time it, and then it disappeared so the, some strange, maybe some strange people own this house to begin yeah. with. Well, that could know? be. That could be, man. But there, anyway, go ahead. Man. No, I was just saying, yeah, there's all kinds yeah, of strange comment. strange people all over the place, brother. I know it. Yeah. Okay, now this place is in Loveland, Colorado, in the foothills. And I'll give you the exact address. Because <laughs> I ain't got nothing to hide. Well. 5701. The, the address was 5701 Otero Avenue. O T E R O. Okay. And you and you had to you took a right off of US thirty four Trail Ridge Road, the one the Owl event happened on. You take a right off that and you follow various blacktop and finally a dirt road that goes to this subdivision out there in the middle of nowhere in the foothills, I guess, or something. Okay. And, uh, Anyway, there was a massive amount of limestone behind this house. 
I mean, massive amount. It was like it, uh, it went downhill behind this giant house, and there was a down way down at the bottom. There was a little river that went through there, okay. and there was a fence. It was actually on someone else's. It was a large pasture. And uh, I know this sounds not making much sense right now, but I'm getting to something. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was something that started. I, it started like this. We'd been living there for years. I hadn't noticed anything until one day I'm there all alone. I put a load of clothes on the wash, and the washer had a lid on the top. Okay. And it's not just going to fly up on its own. So I put a load of clothes to wash. I shut the lid, and it's running. I go to my, to my room for a couple of seconds for something. I come back, and I'm walking into the kitchen. Maybe I'm going to go get a snack or something. And then I notice the clean washer isn't running anymore. And I go over there, and the lid's up. Oh. And it's not running anymore. Okay. No, no, it's, it's, that's not that bizarre in itself. But well, to me, I knew I, I knew it was washing. Sure. And I know somebody picked the lid up that's... and stopped the washer. Yeah, that's bizarre. Anyway, it gets worse, man. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I think it's important to say this part. Uh, I I met my wife when we were about. I was about nineteen, and she was too. And she had been married. She got married young to this a man, and had had a a boy. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Anyway, me and her were married when we moved up to Colorado, and uh, at some point, he came to stay with us and live with us for a while, and he was having some, he was a little bit troubled, man. He'd had some uh, stuff happen to him, and Uh where he lived before he came to to where we were, he was having trouble. That's why he came to live with us. Okay. And and, uh, I think this is important to the story, too. Uh, so here we go. One night I'm in sleeping bed. I'm on the side that's facing the door that comes into the room. And between me and the wall, there's a big closet door that went into a giant closet. And I had lots of records in there, rare records too. Okay. And, uh, I wake up probably about three, four in the morning, I guess. And I open my eyes and I see this golden, glowing it took me a second to adjust to see it. It was tiny, man. I mean, it was like a foot tall, oh, or okay. maybe, or maybe a little bit taller than that. It was uh-huh. very small. Uh huh. It's a golden <laughs> little man oh, wow. wearing an old hat, wearing some kind of really old hat, sitting there beside my bed, leaning against the door to the closet, just looking straight ahead at the wall, at the other wall in front of him which would have been the wall at the foot of our bed, you know, mm-hmm. facing on that, facing that way. And uh, it scared me to death, man. I nearly had a heart attack right there. I was hitting, I was sitting there like reaching over trying to get my life to wake up. And wow. I'll be honest with you, I was probably in shock for about two or three days after that. Yeah, that's it's, plenty weird. It scared, <laughs> it scared the hell out of me, man. It was a little bitty man, a golden little man sitting in that house and in the floor staring straight at that wall and the wall he's staring at was the room that her son was staying in oh, okay. and uh, he ended up doing some 
some things that weren't very good and getting in some trouble and stuff. Aww. And I'm I'm wondering if that little man was warning us or something. Maybe. He was just sitting there staring at that wall like he was trying to tell, you know, like, I don't know what, you know, if he was trying to tell me something or what. But Right. That's, that's so, strange. Now, did it look like just a miniature man? I mean, the, the features were all kind of normal, just smaller scale? Yeah, you know, the thing is, it was all one color, man. There was no difference in the color of anything on it. Wow. You know what I mean? Sure. It was all like a phosphorescent gold color Hmm. or yellow gold color, man. I mean, I've never seen anything like that before, so it's hard to describe, man. And it was sitting there. It was sitting, I guess it was sitting down against with its back to the door or the wall, Uh just sitting there, and it never looked at me. It never looked at me. It just looked straight ahead at that wall, like like he was. I don't know. Maybe he was trying to tell me something. But right. It probably was, considering the things that went on later. <laughs> but you know, I don't want to go into all that. But sure. The the kid too. He we were out playing basketball one day, and he tells me, "Man, do you see, uh, on the side of the house there's you know dirt and rocks and stuff?" And he said he could see this red color over there. I thought he was. I thought he was pulling my leg, man, to be honest with you. Okay. I didn't even take it seriously then. Mm-hmm. But as an adult here, a few years ago, he told me he was not pulling my leg, and that he really saw it. It was a red, like a red box color in all, above the ground, oh. just sitting there. He said, I don't know what that means or what it is. Sure. I didn't see it. Yeah. Okay? hmm So we'll move on a little bit, and then a little later, me and my wife... It's weeks, maybe months later. Okay. We're sitting in our we're sitting in our bedroom, our room, and uh, we had a telephone with a really long cord on it. Mm-hmm. The cord just goes up in the air and starts dancing around. Oh, Jesus. oh no! <laughs> it starts dancing around in the air right between us. I'm sitting on the one side, and she's on sitting on the bed. Uh-huh. And we're just sitting there kind of looking at each other, and this thing's in between us, floating in the air, moving around on its own. Wow. And instead of get, getting scared and running out and acting stupid, we just sit there and smiled and laughed about it. <laughs> and after, because what do you do? Yeah. You know? Yep. And yeah. uh, the thing did it for probably a minute to a minute and a half. He was doing this for a bit. And then it finally just went limp and went back down to the ground, you know? That's and, bizarre. Uh, was it? Did it look like it was being held up at any one place, or was it just all kind of levitating and wiggling? Yeah, it, I couldn't tell that it was being held up in one place. It was all just kind of moving around up there, and it was a really long cord. Man, it was one of those extra long, you know, yeah, phone cords. And we didn't we didn't have cell phones or anything then. This is like nineteen ninety four, ninety five. I'll say was the year that this happened. Wow, I think it was ninety four. And, you know, you'd think I would have wrote it down, but it was so disturbing, and I was in shock for a couple of days. And oh yeah, no, I I don't I write any. I, I don't ahead. I don't write my dates down either when things have happened to me. It's just the I I just store them in my memory, and and yeah. you know I don't worry about when so much as what. That to me is always the big thing. But I you know uh-huh. I'm, I'm just trying to think why why would it just dangle that phone cord around unless it was just. Just one of those one of those moments is just trying to get noticed. Like, hey, I'm here, I'm here, you know. Okay, everybody, I think it's time we got to take a break. So, don't go away, and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. 
All right, everybody, and we're back, and we're back at it here on the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Buckle up. We're going in. Now, do you remember anything about in England back in the 1600s? And way back then, when they had the, have you read any of the stories about the little people they had over there? Oh, sure, sure. Yeah. I, well, yeah, what I'm saying is there's a history of these little people. I, you know, I started looking into it after that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, back then there was a history of them things playing tricks and stuff. If you didn't give them some milk or maybe some food every once in right. a while, like they'd help look after your sure. cattle and stuff. And But if you didn't take care of them a little bit, maybe they'd start tying the tails together or stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and actually the, uh, the Americas have their own their own uh, version of these things like duendes and uh, puckwudgies exactly. you know but i, I think yeah. i think the the gnome the gnome thing is kind of interesting that might be kind of accurate but you did you, you never did see a hat on the one that you saw it was just a little gold person right no i did see a hat what what did the hat look like i told like? you i'm sorry yeah there was I, I a hat that. on his head an old looking hat man but it was all the same color Everything was the same color, so... Was it a dome, like, know, a, like a peak hat, though, or was it just a, uh, like a... Uh, it, wasn't a it wasn't a real high hat. Okay. It was just kind of old and flattened on his head, kind of a real old-looking hat, man, you know? Okay. But it, the details would be hard to make out. Sure. Every, you know, every little detail, because it was just a glowing color, you know? Yeah, you could have you could have been having like a house gnome or something. You never know. I mean, I believe that's what I'm thinking. This thing yeah. lives. I think this thing lives there. Yeah, you know, that is yeah, nice. and and that's very well. That's that's probably the most probable answer I could think of. Um, you know, and I know some people out there are probably thinking, "What the hell, gnomes?" Seriously, folks, these things are based. Uh, around the world, there's stories of these little people, these little, I don't know, mystical beings. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's legends of them from all corners of the earth. So much like the Bigfoot, which there's legends of them all over the world, these are no different. And I, and I do believe there's something to this, ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, you know, just, you know, for whatever, take it or leave it. But I, I think they're out there. Yeah, I mean, I can't. Trust me, man, I've got no reason to make this up. It, it oh, won't sure. do me any good at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I'm not getting anything out of it. So, <laughs> maybe a little embarrassment. So. No, 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 I hope not at all. I hope I hope, I hope, hope this is a good good experience for you as well, because I think it's it's important to be able to, to, to share these discussions, because we all learn from them, you know? I mean, everything that you're putting on the table is it has the potential to teach us some more about this phenomenon, so... I really appreciate it, and I and I hope you don't feel foolish doing this. <laughs> uh, no, I don't feel foolish talking to you, Brent. Okay, <laughs> Good. you're very understanding. Thank you. Very nice guy too. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> I think you did. I think you probably had a little person kind of experience there for sure. Not only just because you saw one, but uh, you know that does seem like mischievous kind of activity. You know, just to be. Uh, mischievous. Yes. You know? It became mischievous, yeah. Okay. Maybe you, maybe I was supposed to leave some milk and food out for this thing or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I didn't know it was there, you know? Right. So, right, exactly. But, the, 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 but that limestone, man, you wouldn't, the, you wouldn't believe the massive amount of limestone in the back of that yard, mm-hmm. back going down that hill. Oh. Massive amounts of limestone back there. Mm-hmm. And like cracked, all cracked, and mm-hmm. like with little holes going into it and stuff like that it was mm. it was kind of it was weird yeah that's kind of a weird place but sounds intense 
So where are we going yeah, next? Think... Sorry, what was that? I, I, I was saying, so where are we going next? Well, I mean, I, I think that's probably the most outrageous that experiences is. <laughs> I've had. Those are, Except those are... for my, you know, about three, I'd say three years ago, my wife called me outside right here where we live. And told me to look at this, and and it was like eight. It was around seven thirty, I guess, to eight. Mm-hmm. Still daylight. Okay. And looked like a looked like a classic one of those. I don't know, man. Kind of like the McMinnville Oregon one, flying saucer, just sit about a mile away, just hanging there, sitting there, over an area where there's a. We know that there's. I used to live over there, in that direction. Okay. We have land over there too. This thing was sitting over there, like just hanging in the air, and there's a bunch of people that live over there. Wow. So you got to wonder what it was doing, but we got the binoculars out and looked at it, and there was no denying that this was something strange just sitting there, perfectly still in the air, and it was black. Wow. And uh, it wasn't no, you know, stealth tiger or anything, man. It was, it was, it was a big, it was pretty big. Wow. So, and it was saucer-shaped? I mean, I've seen a few things like that. Go ahead. It was saucer-shaped, you said? Yeah, it was sort of saucer-shaped, and it seemed like it could have had a little bit of a glow on the bottom or something. Okay. Wow. But, man, to be honest with you, we were burning a big pile of trash out here one day about 10 years ago. A big, massive pile of trash. Okay. I don't know. Sounds terrible. Uh, We had to do it, though. And uh, while we're doing it, this thing flies. I thought it was a plane flying by. And then the thing takes an abrupt left and comes right over to where we're burning like it's checking us out, like what we're doing. And then it turns and goes back the other way and and goes away. Wow. That's incredible. Man, I've... Yeah. Jeez. I don't even look for anything anymore, Brent, because I don't want to see anymore. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, the funny thing is... I'm serious. Go ahead. Apparently, it's finding you anyways. (laughs) You don't don't even need to look. It's already coming to you. I guess. Uh, there's even more, man. I, I, you know, there's one I ain't going to tell you about because it's so bizarre. That okay. I, I don't think, it doesn't even make any sense, you know? Sure. sure. Yeah. I will tell you. I'll tell you. Okay. It doesn't make any sense, man. But I went outside. I will be completely honest. I went outside to take a leak, okay? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and my wife and kids were gone. They would pull up about five or six minutes after this happened. Uh-huh. But I'm standing out there, and I hear this weird noise, and I'm on the back side of my house here, and I can't see what's coming around the side or what's coming from behind me, but I can hear this weird noise that uh-huh. I've never heard before. And uh, you ain't going to believe this, but this thing came flying by about, I'd say, 20 or 30 feet off the ground. Okay. Maybe 40 feet. It wasn't very high off the ground, and it didn't look like it should be in the air. It looked like it had a bunch of like poles and things coming off the back everywhere, and it didn't look like it was even put together right. It looked like a—I mean, it looked like some—it looked like a nightmare building that somebody had torn up or wasn't put together right or something. It was bizarre. I couldn't tell you what it was. I don't know what it was, uh-huh. but I know it shouldn't have been there. That's and uh, I mean, that's just a. It's just bizarre, man. And that's powerful, though. I mean, but it sounds like yeah. Go ahead. You are you are actually exper- You know, describing to me 
like a, a whole variety of uh, UFO experiences. I mean, you know, with potential aliens and stuff. I mean, I don't know what to say, but I think that 90% of what you've been dealing with is extraterrestrial or extra dimensional or, you know, wherever they come from, we don't know, but um, it's... Mm-hmm. You, I don't know. Uh, you, now, let me ask, since you've, since you've moved uh, to Texas from Colorado... It, does it continue? Mm-hmm. Are you still experiencing things, or has it? Kind no, of been, I mean okay. no. Uh, so it was tied to that area. Well, I tell you what, the only thing I, I've, uh, I haven't experienced anything like any little strange golden men or yeah. the giant owls. Uh-huh. And when I was a kid over there in Martin's Mill, Texas, over here, one morning I saw a giant snake. Uh, I, my grandfather died, and we were going to visit my grandmother more mm-hmm. you know to go see her and keep her company this is 77 i'd say i was about 10 years old okay. i grab a, her bicycle to go ride down the blacktop road i pass the house on the corner and they have a giant barn just by that on the other side of the fence and i'm just riding looking around looking up like a you know an idiot okay da, 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 whatever and then i look down and i see something on the road that scared me so bad i just had to lay the bicycle on the ground immediately and just drag it and turn around and start riding back because there is a black snake laying across the road, and it's taking up the whole road. Man, I can't see either end of it. Mm. And, it's headed, and it's heading for this barn. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so I, another giant creature that I've seen, I guess. That's 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 really peculiar, brother. I mean, you've you've. You're, yeah. it's, it's like you're tapped into a whole different vision, you know, and and that's not to say I don't say feel that. like I am, though, Brent. I, I never felt like I really had that many experiences or anything, you know? Yeah, but now when you look at the culmination of them, don't, doesn't it seem like you've been through a lot, though? Yeah, you know, it, it was spread out over time so much that sure. you kind of, you know, brush it off, I guess. You know, and I'm... I'm you not... really don't want to think too much about it. Mm-hmm. And I... I I am a firm believer that this stuff, this stuff is, is everywhere. But I think that it's not like, you know, everywhere you turn and look, there's either a UFO or a ghost or something. I mean, I just think that all of these things are present in our world, but you know, whether, and and you said that your father was also interested in UFOs, which is uh, very cool being an educated and spiritual man that he was, you know, at least. He wouldn't admit it. He wouldn't tell anyone that. But I wonder. I wonder if he yeah, had stories. I wonder if he had stories from his because here's the thing and I'm not I'm not I'm not suggesting necessarily that that you were abducted. Maybe you were, maybe you weren't. I don't know and and I'm not qualified to make that distinction. But what I will tell you is that there does seem to be a trend where people that have an extraordinary amount of of uh, exposure to that kind of stuff it it does seem to be generational like there's something about a bloodline uh that seems to continue to propagate through generations and you know i don't know that that's the case or not i'm just throwing it out there but right you know offhand Brent, i can't my dad uh my dad was kind of a distant guy to me growing up so he didn't talk you know he's the kind of guy they would send to japan and korea to do work for them over there and this ion planes and stuff like that Mm -hmm. He's a real tech guy, so right. he didn't tell me. I don't remember him. Uh, if he told me about anything strange happening to him, I can't recall. Yeah, well, maybe it's something he never came to terms with, though, either. Being, you know, who he was and doing what he did, 
you know, perhaps that was just something he just took with him through his life and, and then took it with him when his, you know, in his passing, but very interesting. Well, let's put it like this. He, he was a physicist and, uh, he worked for the government for a while and they, they had him go to, uh, San Francisco for a large meeting and they assigned him an officer to keep the Russians off of him. Wow. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and being, a and, and being a physicist, who, who knows what he was privy to? You know what kind of information he was privy to in the government, and you know. Oh yeah, I'm about to tell you the the guy, this guy. I, I probably shouldn't say his name. Okay, yeah, then don't. But I'm gonna go ahead. And, I'm gonna go ahead and say it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he met. Yeah, he met. He. My father's dead now, so okay. I'll go ahead and say the guy's name. Hopefully, it doesn't cause any problems. But sure. The man assigned to him, I think his name was Don Maddox. Oh. And Don, he did tell me this. My father did tell me this, that Don Maddox told him that there was a real flying saucer in the bottom of this certain museum. Oh. And he didn't, he told, he might have told me where it was, but I don't remember anymore. Sure. Wow. Wow. (laughs) The big time military guy telling him this. Well, that's, that's. Is it true? I don't know. Well, it's, you know, it doesn't seem like, uh. It wouldn't surprise me even a little bit, I gotta say, you know, with, uh, you know, discussions I've had with uh, with people like Donald Raymond Schmidt, who's researched the Roswell uh, crash and and recovery of all of that stuff and the cover-up that, you know, the things he's talked about with us on the show, it's just mind-numbing. It's like, oh my God. So it wouldn't surprise me at all if if this were absolutely true and and a matter of fact. uh, you know, oh, there's yeah, so man. much we don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, look at these thousands upon thousands of old photographs right. and videotapes and mm-hmm. everything else, and yeah. pictures of UFOs. I just want to thank you so much, Charles, for coming on the show. It's been brilliant. I appreciate you taking your time and sharing your amazing experiences with us. Thank you so much for having me, Brent. Uh, it was a pleasure. Yeah, the pleasure is all mine, brother. Thank you again, and uh, we'll be in touch. All right, take care, buddy. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us here on tonight's show. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please feel free to follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash paranormalportalradio, as well as finding us on Twitter. We're on Twitter at paranormalportal, P-O-R-T-L, and uh, we'd love to have you stop by our YouTube page and subscribe and check out our shows there. We got hundreds of shows in our uh, our, our vault of <laughs> journeys into the paranormal portal. So I hope you'll check it uh, check it out, guys. We're over there at YouTube.com/slash/paranormalportal. So hope to see you guys soon. Uh, we'll be back, of course, for more podcasts in the coming days. So uh, stay tuned. But we love you all. Be good. Be kind. Be nice. Take care of each other. Help each other out. Find the magic in every day and remember to laugh as much as you can. Take care, everybody.